Welcome to the Terrible Outdoorsmen, episode 20. We've hit 20, boys. Oh, as we just determined. Seems, <laughs> doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. So you got Ryan Callen, your host. My name is Bob, and I like to party. <laughs> That's not better. It's <laughs> not better. <laughs> I mean, I like it. But... <laughs> <laughs> he made me change my introduction because he hates it so much. I didn't make him. So uh, my name is Bob, and I like to party. <laughs> And Captain JG from Midland once again. Once again. Oh, so, um, yeah, so it's been a, a good run, 20 episodes. 20? We survived. What? Um, our listener's still there. Thank you, listener. You're, you're a boss. <laughs> is, that, is that lady from the UP still listening? I don't know if you are. Let us know if you're still listening, lady. <laughs> remember, remember. I think it was episode one. Like some lady contacted uh, us from the UP and was like, "Hey, I listen to you guys on my drive to work." And it was like, yeah. "That's really damn cool." Like all the way on the other side of the state. That's yeah, really awesome. No idea. Somebody who follows us on TikTok. It, so. Hey, if you do, if you're the lady from the UP and you're listening to us still, like contact us at the terrible outdoorsman and gmail.com shoot us an email so we know who you are we're gonna send you some swag because you're the original listener you're the so. og you're the og <laughs> you're the og yeah. listener no yeah no, not the og it's the only listener. <laughs> you're, you're our only listener and we definitely want to send you some stuff so hit us up we'll send you a koozie you some stickers and stuff you know there whatever you all of a sudden, the email inbox is going to be over. over yeah, that's me. With, that's me. Oh, I'm the woman from the UP. Yeah. Oh, they all want those stickers and beer koozies. <laughs> hey, they're pretty sweet koozies, though. I'll give it that. Yeah. Like, I literally use this every single time I drink beer yeah. now. So, well, Why wouldn't you? Damn it. Well, I, I, so, I, have a, I collect them. I collect koozies. I have, like... 10,000 of them, and the only one I drink out of You do have an unhealthy amount of koozies. <laughs> I'm a collector. It's weird. I collect pint glasses, too. I have pint glasses from all over the country. You don't drink beer out of a pint glass. I really don't, no. But he collects them. Okay, okay. I do, I do drink booze out of a pint glass, though, which is weird. Like, I'll, you know, I load That's it up with ice. shot glass. Well, no, I load it up with ice, and I'll pour in a couple of shots of, you know, uh, whiskey or... Or uh, Captain Morgan or something, and then top it off with some soda. And it is a uh, is a tasty treat, but nice. anyway, anywho, anywho, that wasn't on the agenda. No, <laughs> do yeah. we ever have an agenda? But that's why we are what we are. My name is Bob, and I'm here to party. We wing it. So last episode was uh, really just a Q and A, um, which we got through three three questions. Uh, we crushed it. Um, so we're going to be a little more structured with this one. So uh, we've got our wonderful segments. Uh, Jason has his weekly fishing report. So we are in the dog days of summer. We talked about this last time a little bit. Seems like better action is going to be in the evening. Cools down, lower light, less boat traffic. Bass fishing going strong. Uh, last time we had talked, there was a little bit of bluegill spawning action still happening um wrapping up with that and i think yeah focusing your time low light um if you're not a morning person that's okay there's another low light period and it's called nighttime so get out the black frogs <laughs> get out the black buzz baits and go at it it's uh, a lot of fun to fish at night it can be pretty exciting um now you i know that you guys have some of your friends that focus on night 
nighttime fishing and have a good time and a lot less the, boat traffic. I think they're on the water right now more, as we record this. <laughs> a lot less boat traffic, but a lot more bugs. So make sure you've got your nav lights going and your bug spray at the ready. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love fishing at night, but I hate bugs. <laughs> yes. They're like that one night at Taquaman on the first night. The bugs were ridiculous. Yeah. Like, uh, well, and it really it wasn't so much on the water, I guess. Like, they were starting to get bad on the water, but back at camp, oh, my God. I, I don't think it was as bad at camp as it was at the boat launch. Oh, the boat like, launch was The stupid. boat launch was, you 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 were getting you were getting annihilated there yeah. but back at, at least back at camp like it, the area had to have been treated it's a you know it's a state park yeah. campground so i'm assuming that it was treated and stuff it wasn't like as that. wooded i guess but that it yeah, so that's the downfall yeah. to fishing at night but you can definitely uh, be successful even low light conditions though as you said jason top water buzz baits you know black spinner baits for bass pike specifically but this when the water temperature starts to cool down when the sun goes down early morning is uh generally going to be good too i would i would assume but it's it's getting hot i mean every day we're seeing at least in michigan here we're seeing high 80s 90s so that water temp is going to be in the 80s on most inland lakes what what are they seeing on the great lakes Um, similar i mean not that warm obviously but Right, right. So the good thing that's been happening right now in Saginaw Bay is there's been enough north and northeast wind consistently. Um, a, a north or northeast blow will come by every few days, and it keeps um, the water mixed up, and it keeps some cooler water coming in from the main lake. And so the water on, in the bay uh, is still on the surface, like in the 70s, low 70s. Typically, this time of year, it's going to be quite a bit warmer than that, and the walleye fishing will slow down. But it's still going hot and heavy. Um, so, yeah, it's like you said, uh, it has been warm, but the wind has played a part in Saginaw Bay still performing well. Yeah, I was so. watching Michigan Out of Doors. I don't know what week it was from. I was getting caught up on a couple weeks I hadn't seen. But one of them, they were with uh, one of the guys from Frank's Great Outdoors. They were out there. And uh, he was saying how, like, because of the water temps being a little cooler than normal, like, he's been fishing shallower for walleye than he normally would be for this time of year. Yeah, yeah. I've um, I've had some reports coming in of folks in, you know, 12, 14 feet of water catching walleye. And mm-hmm. I know that there's some there's some guys that will, you know, they they keep their craft close to the close to the chest and don't necessarily publicize it, but they'll they will stay in shallow water they know where to go and they can clean up even in a typical year when it's warmer out but like you said when the water's cooler um 12 14 16 feet is still producing fish and normally at this time of year that is pretty much slowed slowed right down yeah nice well i know we talked about the last podcast like hunting season is upon us (laughs) they're coming around the corner but there's still a lot of fishing to be had. So we're going to keep doing that fishing report. Um, well, I guess even when we get into winter, we got an ice fishing report, right? So yeah. we'll keep doing yep. that. Um, but, yeah, cool. Bob's got a, a veteran call out, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, – so this week uh, we want to recognize um, a red-blooded American – uh, Sergeant Aaron Gray. Sergeant Aaron Gray hails from Onaway, Michigan, so up in the uh, northeastern side of the state. Um, joined the Army back in 2012 uh, as a 92 Gulf. Uh, 
and um, has been at a at a bunch of different duty stations. So he served in the 101st Airborne Division at uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky. He served in Korea for a year, as well as uh, Fort Carson, Colorado, uh, and uh, just an outstanding American and, and loves to hunt and fish. And the big thing about this guy is that he is all about getting his kids into it. So he's got a young uh, five-year-old son and likes to get him out and get out there after the bluegills and after trout. I know he just got back from a, uh, he took a trout uh, fishing trip up to the northeastern side of the state and hit some different rivers looking for trout and took his kid with him uh, to try to get him out there and get him after some of those uh, different species. But again, we just want to uh, reach out to you, Aaron, and say uh, thank you for your service and uh, and thank you for everything that you have done and continue to do. Uh, we salute you. Thank you for your service. <clears throat> Aaron's a avid listener. Gives us lots of comments and yeah, absolutely, so. yeah. He loves this podcast. <laughs> I, I I get a lot of feedback from Aaron, so no, we we Good appreciate dude. solid dude. I guess we found our listener. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a there, listener for sure. There he is. There he is. <clears throat> cool, cool. I get a lot of I get a lot of feedback from Aaron where he'll be like. Like, dude, when you guys were talking about this, or you were talking about that, I was crying, laughing. Yeah. I'm like, hey. yeah. like I'm, I'm glad you think so highly of this podcast because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, man, what the hell are we talking about? Man, we went but, sideways yeah. quick. He loves it, you know. It, but it, he's he's definitely kind of he's our people type thing. Like when it comes yeah. to you, you know, he, he goes out there and he gives it his best shot, and sometimes it doesn't always turn out great. So he definitely he definitely like we've had discussions about how it relates to. Uh, the terrible side of it sometimes, and sometimes yeah. the the solid side of it, sometimes yeah. the uh, successful side of it. So, yeah. yeah. So we haven't really had much for success lately. Um, we haven't really just we just haven't really been getting out. Jason, you've been busy. Bob and I have been busy. Um, you know, we got our camping trip coming up, uh, uh, and just just a ton of stuff going on. So just not really a lot of a lot of time to get on the water or do anything. So. Um, we talked about a little bit on the last podcast about how we haven't really talked about a lot of the terrible stories that we still have. We briefly did it on, uh, I think it was what episode three or four. We went over some of our terrible stories, but we've got so many that really are the, uh, root cause of this whole podcast and this whole idea. So, um, that was kind of my idea for this episode is just, let's go in and, uh, just tell some more stories, uh, whether they're fishing, hunting, hell, just anything outdoors we've, we've all got some some just ridiculous stuff have happened so um let's go first oh man there's like there's it's a, endless uh, yeah of... there, there's a ridiculous amount of stories like and, and i i tend to try to break it up into like either hunting or fishing stories but there's a little bit in between too there's <laughs> it's, it's pretty much all the time so um yeah so i, I mean why don't we we can start it off with some of our UP stories. Why don't we talk about the Upper Peninsula a little bit? So Ryan and I have hunted in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan for a large portion of our life. Uh, I started when I was maybe, I think, I don't know, 12, 14 years old. I started going up to the UP. And, you know, we hunted 
uh, back then we had a private piece that we hunted and eventually got sold off and then we started hunting a lot of federal land up there because there's a, you guys stayed in like a truck camper back then didn't you yeah yeah it, well it, from different from time to time it was like it was kind of wherever you could stay so it was like either in a truck camper or whoever you can reach off of well <laughs> well there was camps you know like like oh, we have so many buddies up there the uh shout out to the uh to the harris family if any of y'all are listening um the y'all better be listening the harris the harris family those are our people up there and uh you know our our long friends up there and we started hanging out with these guys you know kind of through our dad and uh and obviously all the all the brothers that lived up there and they started going up there hunting and we as kids started going up with our dad and uh, we, we didn't really have a, a definite place to go every year, but we've always figured it out. But before, either way. Before you go any further, i got one thing to say. Yeah. Snort! <laughs> ah, we suck anymore. Like, I, I halfway through I the podcast. I forget about it half the time. I, uh, I, I need to catch more fish, so it's just more of a thing. Like, it's just something I remember to do because I catch so many fish yeah. that I'm Maybe just that's, constantly Maybe that'll snorting. be our niche. We'll just throw it in, like, randomly so people don't expect it, like, mid-sentence. This is snort. Snort. Throw them off their guard. <laughs> All right, so going back to the UP. Um, yeah, so we started hunting up there at a young age, and uh, it was always kind of – always kind of a shit show man there was just always there was always something i mean i could probably pull any one of those years but i'm gonna i'm there's one in particular that's in my mind and well, really uh, it was a run of two years but it's kind of a, it was kind of a culmination of events so one of the guys that we used to hunt up there with don all right don was uh he's one of the main older brothers that lived up there um and uh he's been a long lifelong friend and we were hunting with him, and he bought a camp. And we started hunting with him in this camp. And eventually, like, the camp just kind of started falling apart, and he eventually got rid of it. So it just, like, a lot of things started going wrong with the camp. I, th- I think one year a tree fell on it and knocked down the uh, the power out of it. Oh, we didn't have water anymore. We didn't have electricity. Well, that's, <laughs> it was, it was so like, that's, there was a lot of shit going on. I guess let's, let's go into that real quick. So. It started, it was a really nice camp. He got super cheap from like a, a Purple Heart uh, Foundation type thing. He got it super cheap on like a rehab thing. I don't remember what it was. but um, So he turned it into a camp. And the first like four years was actually really nice in there. Yeah. He had fixed it up. Him and his, his sisters and brothers and cousins and stuff came down and <clears throat> set it up. It had like three or four bedrooms. We had some beds in there. We'd set up cots. Um, and it was an awesome place to stay. That was my first run of going going up to the UP. So I didn't get the truck camper. Yeah, you you, you you didn't get all the other stuff. I got spoiled a little bit and we had like everything, running water, electricity, you know, and the heat source was just like a, a vent free propane heater on the side of the wall, which, you know, I'm surprised we're all alive now, but (laughs) yeah, but, uh, so one year we went up there with, uh, with Brian I know he's listening, and he'll laugh when he hears the story because um, he's got some stories from this trip. But uh, we go to turn the water on because he always shut the water the water off, and we went to uh, to turn the pump back on and uh, got no no water, no pressure, and we got we're, so we we messed with it. And we got up there late. I think we got up there at 
four o'clock because it was a long drive. It was what seven, eight hours. About seven. It was, it was hours. a hike without and, snow. Uh, yeah, without a, yeah snowy conditions, and we go to get the water turned on, and uh, we realize over the course of a couple hours of trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this, we thought the pump was bad or it wasn't priming, so we're messing with it, and it was priming the whole time. And turns out what it was is that when we I don't know if I don't remember if we hooked it up. I don't believe we did. Um, but when the, the pump, they used to disconnect the pump, too. Well, apparently some mice got inside of the pump. So we everything got hooked back up to the water lines, and the pump gets kicked on and blows this massive um, mouse nest through the copper lines of the cabin. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous shit because, like, we got no water pressure, or in, in some of them, it's just dribbling out, and we're like, what the hell? So I remember, like, we took the shower head off or something, and all of a sudden, you get, like, some seeds coming out. And we're like, what the fuck is that? And all of a sudden, like, every faucet's got the same thing happening, and we're like, okay, what is this? All the plumbing lines are just full of mouse. Every single plumbing line shit. was pumped solid full. So yeah. the pump was priming. The pump was fine. So we ended up taking everything apart. We ran the like the pump like I think we had a hose hooked up to it and it pumped fine, um, no issues with that. Um, but the lines were obviously screwed. And we had just got up there and I think we we're up there for like a week, right? So we're trying to figure out okay, what do we do for water, flushing toilets, whatever. So our dad, being the MacGyver he is, he takes a garden hose, hooks it up to the pump, and runs a garden hose into the bathroom so we can fill the back of the toilet. Okay, easy fix. Well, then we're like, well, how are we going to take showers? So Same garden hose. <laughs> well, so we're going to take the garden hose. We were going to, I think we went into town. We bought another garden hose because we were going to run. Um, somehow he was going to run the pump into the water heater and then run the water heater into like a separate line in there. Well, the water heater was clogged full of seeds too. So that was jacked. So we couldn't even use the water heater. Yeah. So what we ended up doing that particular year is that same garden hose we used to take showers with ice cold water out of the (laughs) up ground just literally had it hanging where the shower head was and you'd get in there you'd hose off with this ice cold water lather up real quick hose it off real quick screaming the whole time that's that's how we took showers the water's like 33 degrees Uh uh-huh yeah so that's just it was uh, the, ice the, cold, unbelievable the, cold. Like, like you put it on your your head and you instant brain freeze. Just unbelievable. And and we did this for years. Like we never got that fixed. Like for like three <laughs> it was years. Just like always like a half ass fix every year that we went up there. Yeah, yeah. And, and looking back at it, like how easy it would have been just to run some pecs in there. Like we could have done it in about an hour because it was a small cabin and it literally fed the pump. The bathroom and then the kitchen were all within about 10 feet of each other. Like, why we didn't do that and then just take up a new water heater, like, I don't know. Like, maybe because we went up once a year and we're like, whatever. Don didn't really care because he was getting ready to sell the place. And so we're like, whatever. It's a place to stay for deer camp, right? So, uh I don't want to take over your story, but you got to kind of have a backstory to get to why we did the, the Dude, other story. There's, there's so much so, of a backstory. Though. So that like was the first. literally like write a novel about this stuff. So that was the first issue was the water, right? Yeah. So then um, it was like the next year, maybe the year after that, a tree fell and knocked the mast for the power off the, the side of the cabin. 
And so there was no power hooked up. Everything got disconnected and Don didn't want to hook it back up because he just didn't didn't give a shit because he was selling the place. He's like, I'm not going to spend the money. The insurance wouldn't cover it or something like that. Um, so we conjured up this idea of we bought like a 500-foot chunk of Romex and went and talked to the neighbor, which is a, it's a ways away. Um, and that Romex stretched all the way from a plug they had next to their garage, and we stretched it all the way over to – to the house and uh, ran some lights, some like uh, some shop lights, some treble lights and stuff from the ceilings, and uh, that's how we survived. Yeah, so it was kind of a it was kind of a rough place to stay. Like we barely had electricity, no running water no. in some years. Well, at that point, I don't think we did it. Well, I don't think we did have water because I don't think that it would have would have would no. run the pump. No, because it was two twenty. Yeah, so we had. I think yeah. if I remember, we had to get water from either a Don's. Or we had to get it from the neighbor, and I think we did. But kind so of, it, it became a real shit show. And we kept doing this for what three years, four years. So I, I have a like I have another story as it relates to this particular cabin. And so one year, there's one particular year. I think it was like the year after I came off of active duty in the army, and, and I was working in my normal job, and I had opening day off in a couple days after that. But it wasn't enough to make the whole trip up to the UP, and uh, so I was like, "All right, I'm not going to go to the UP. I'll just I'll just hunt down here, down in Southeast Michigan." And I was like, or, or, "It is what it is. I couldn't I couldn't get like you know vacation time for that whole time." So I went out opening day morning, and I sat in a tree stand. I'm, I'm out there at like five thirty in the morning. It's like dark 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 and i'm sitting there and i'm like all right i'm here i'm in a good spot this is gonna be awesome and uh i'm gonna kill i'm gonna kill something i'm like kind of thinking in the back of my head like you know i'm gonna shoot something and i'm sure as shit sure as shit they're not gonna shoot anything up there so i'm gonna like send them pictures of this deer i'm gonna shoot anyway fast forward about an hour white you know the the sun starting to come up and i started to see like flashlights all around me like the whole like the neighbors had like twelve people that were hunting the property back behind us, <laughs> and I watched all these people come out, and I was so pissed, man. I was like just deflated, like there's just in the in literally, uh, one of these flashlights walks right under my tree stand, and about thirty yards behind me, and gets into a ground blind that I couldn't see in the dark, <laughs> and I'm like, and I watched this whole thing happen. I was like. God damn it, man. I was so pissed. And sure enough, light come, white pop, you know, sun pops up and I can see this pop up lane that's like 30 yards behind my stand. And I'm like, 40 yards behind my stand. I'm like, just like ready to quit, ready to just quit forever. I'm never hunting again. <laughs> All this shit. And I, so I didn't hunt long. I got down out of the stand and I walked back up and I go home. And I was living in an apartment at the time and I, I went home. And I told my wife this whole story about how everybody came out with these flashlights and stuff like that. And I sat on the couch. I'm still wearing all my hunting gear. I'm just sitting on the couch and just being all boo-boo face, all sad. Like my brother and my dad are, and, and my buddies are up at deer camp right now. And I'm sitting here and my whole hunt got screwed this morning. And she looks at me and she said, why don't you just go? That's all she had to say. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. 
it, it, was, it, it was literally like she all she had to do was give me the green light. Yeah, and she good. gave me the green light, and I said, you're right. And I packed my shit, grabbed all my stuff, and loaded up the loaded up her car. I took her car because it got better gas mileage or something like that, and I hit the road. And I, I didn't get her up. And it was like, I don't know, a six, seven-hour drive up there. And whatever time I got back to the house, and by the time this all transpired, I didn't get up until, you know, I – I remember I was driving up. It was dark, you know. The night that evening of opening day, I was driving up to the UP, <laughs> and I remember, like, I was driving up around like I'm up around like Houghton Lake, and I see these people on the side of the road, or I see somebody like way up ahead of me, on, and, and there's all these deer on the, you know, like off the side of the road. So I was being pretty cautious, and uh, there was this like human on the side of the road. And I'm like, and she's like waving. As I'm driving, I'm like, what the hell? So I stop and I pull over and I roll down like the passenger side window and I pull up and it's this female, this woman, and she was like, Hey, can you uh can you take me into take me into town and so we can get some gas? But she was like she was like all cracked out and shit. And I was like <laughs> So like this like fight or flight type instinct in me was like you're going to steal my kidneys. No, <laughs> I need to haul ass. I'm like, hell no, I ain't driving you into <laughs> driving you into town. And I just like slammed on the gas and took off. But anyway, I drove up there and I got up there at like 11 o'clock at night. And that was 11 o'clock at night on opening day. I got up there and then I hunted. I only had like two days to hunt or something like that. I only had a couple days off, but it was like, that's the kind of place this is. Even though, like, we had no running water and, like, the electricity was out and we had to make do and, like, things like that, like, I still, like... Wanted to be there that I bad. Made, I made it happen out of all of the, you know, the, like, I, I, I moved mountains to make it happen just because it's that kind yeah. of important to me, like, that opening day that opening day kind of feel to it and to be able to be up there in the north woods up there in the upper upper peninsula and and be hunting in that area at that time so yeah yeah so so the cabin ended up just turning in to be just a real piece of shit after that like just it never got better than that that moment and, and not that that was good eventually i think it was the next year or something like that he he ended up selling the place uh to the neighbor actually um so then we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Where are we going to, where are we going to stay? And, uh, I think, I think I had just gotten married. If I remember right. So I remember asking my father-in-law to use his pop-up. I'm like, I've only been in the family months, I believe. And I'm like, Hey, uh, what do you think about me taking your pop-up up to the, to the UP? And he didn't care. Like, okay. So I threw the idea out to these guys take the pop-up up and we actually took it to Don's house. He had a big concrete slab that we could park it on and just plug into his house. And we're like, hey, it's just a house on wheels, right? It can't be any worse than what we've been dealing with for the last four or five years. You know, at least there we could, you know, we could get water from his house. We had electricity like hooked up to the camper so we can just turn the lights on and off. Like it was luxury and was the first year, the cold year, or the first year, the rain, rainy year. I think the first year was a cold year. I think the second year was a rainy year. Yeah, so the first year, it was stupid cold. 
I mean, it was single digits. And nor, I mean, yeah, it's a UP, right? It gets it's cold, but it's a southern UP. So usually it's it's cold, but it's like in the twenties. You know, like it's not that bad. But that particular year, it was single, single digits yeah. highs. I remember that year because where we were hunting, like I I I had my heater going, and I never shut it off. And if you shut the heater off within a minute, like my teeth are chattering. Like if I ran out of propane, I'm out of there. Like I was not sitting in that shit. Yeah, I remember sitting in the blind and I had the heater on, and because it was so damn cold, and uh, like I'm sitting there, and then all of a sudden I see movement, and I've got deer coming in, and I had like I don't know a group of five or six does come in or something like that, and I was like, so I shut my heater off, shut the heater off, thinking like I don't want them to smell it or kind of see the ambient glow from the. It was that early in the morning, and I had it off for about maybe 30 seconds maybe yeah. a minute and i was like yeah fuck this <laughs> no. i'm turning it back on man because it was so damn it was yeah. so cold i was like i don't care if they smell me see me i don't care oh yeah it was just there, too cold you couldn't like it was i mean and I, we dressed for it like we had all kinds of layers on and it was just that cold brutal cold and uh so yeah we're staying in a pop-up camper not a camper with like sides you know pop-up camper and uh so the first night it's a rough night um it's cold and uh the 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 furnace is well the furnace worked i guess it wasn't the first night because the first night the furnace worked okay the second night is when it got really cold because the propane in the tank we didn't know much at the time but when the propane got it to a certain point it basically froze and it wasn't sending any propane to the furnace. So we're thinking it's running. It's running the blower, but it's not actually putting out any heat. And uh, so we ended up getting an electric heater. Yeah. Or I think my, my father-in-law had an electric heater. And Bobby and I were sleeping in the same bunk. And we slept with our faces to the inside. <laughs> Just turned us into in, 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 in our sleeping bags. And we set up like this electric heater about two feet from our face. Just blowing right on our heads. And we were in like heavy duty. I think you had your mummy, your army mummy bag. I had a heavy duty sleeping bag. So like our bodies were okay, but our faces were freezing. Like I remember my nose being so cold. So then we turned this electric heater on thinking like, okay, that'll keep our, our heads warm. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I felt like beef jerky. It's just dry. Just, just so dry. Like <laughs> just this electric heater just blowing right on us non-stop like super unsafe to do to sleep with electric heater running all night but yeah whatever but um brutal and then the furnace like we we basically had to if we didn't have that furnace on a brand new propane tank it was too cold it kept if the propane tank got below a certain level even if it was it was more than half full it would freeze because it was that cold so we had to have a brand new full propane tank for it to work. That's what we realized after like day four of this nonsense. Yeah. Just stupid cold. Um, and I, that year we didn't shoot anything. Was it Was it I that year or was it the year that we doubled up on, the, on that one day? That was the rainy year. That was the rainy year. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, that was, so that was year one. And like, again, you think like a terrible story, right? It, it sucked. Yeah, we still we still went it back. Was fun, we, we, it, it was fun, man. It was a good time. Like, well, looking back at it now, we're like, man, that was that was a good ass time. Like staying in the camper, we had four guys in a little ass pop up camper, freezing our ass off, 
And the best part, and Bob's, I think, told this story a little bit before, like, you know, we didn't want to in, intrude on, on Don's house too much. He told us, like, come in, use a shower, use the shitter, whatever, like, don't care. But he's got his wife. His, he had a couple kids there. Like, we're not those guys, right? We don't want to be those guys. So we brought up a, a pop-up ground blind. It was one of those teepee ones. And we had a the, luggable We loo. had a luggable loo. It's a, a bucket with a toilet seat on it. Yeah. That's what we use in this dude's yard. Literally, <laughs> literally like, yard. like 15 feet from the camper. Yeah. Outside the front door of the camper, there's a, a we yeah. had a we set up a pop-up blind, like an extra pop-up blind that we had. It was a little bit smaller that nobody wanted to haunt out of. And that was the that was a shitter tent. <laughs> yeah. And so we I remember taking a like a buddy heater and putting a buddy heater in there and that didn't even like help. Yeah, it doesn't like yeah, it doesn't But you didn't spend a lot of time in there. Like you you dropped down, did your business and you got the fuck out of there. Yeah. And uh oh god, I'll never forget like we didn't know what to do with the uh you know, the garbage bags of shit. So we started piling them up on this. He had a trailer sitting there. So we started piling up on his trailer. We figure it's freezing cold, right? Like, well, when we leave, we'll take him to the dump or something like that, right? Yeah, no, we left him there. Did we really? <laughs> we did. You know I don't remember that? that. I don't remember that, yeah. We left him there, yeah. What assholes? We told, no, like, we forgot about him. We the totally worst. forgot about him. They're, We're the this worst. This big pile of garbage bags of <laughs> so that oh, So the, the next year up there was... What, that took the cake though. Like it was, that was, it, it was a good. Gears. It was a good and a bad year. Yeah. Because we did the same thing. We brought up the pop up camper again. Parked it in the exact same spot. But was that the year of the snow, or was was the first year of the year of the snow? Well, both years on the way up, and that was really the straw that broke the camel's back. I think because the first year it was, when it was we, we got that crazy year. snowstorm. And the first year, it took us nine and a half hours to get there because it was we we went through Gaylord, and it's that the snow highway, belt range. Yeah. The highway and was shut down. it took us hours because the highway was shut down. We had to bypass around um, Otsego Lake and to back road it for like what well, felt like twenty miles, going all the way up into Gaylord, and uh, and then the whole rest of the way. It was a whiteout. Like, I remember, like, I'm not even driving it, driving, and I'm white knuckling it. Bob's driving and just, and hauling a camper. The first time he's ever hauled anything this big or heavy, like, what the hell? Yeah, I, I had a I had a Ram. I had a Ram truck, and I I had it locked in four wheel the whole time. Yeah, pretty much the whole drive I was locked. But in it, four the wheel worst and, part is I'm not not exceeding four mi- forty miles an hour because no. it was just that. So it took us over nine hours out. to get up there, and then on the way yeah. home it was the same exact thing. Yeah, we got stuck at the bridge, had to get be escorted across yep. the the across ride the home back. was oh, ex- yeah. was just as bad, took just as long, um, just stupid stupid how long it took and then the next year so this this following year it was the same thing um took just as long to get up there took just as long to get back and i think that's where we were like okay it was too much and then that so the second year it rained the entire time yeah we got Hammered. It downpoured. So this shitter tent we had, <laughs> we'd be out there. Of water. <laughs> we'd be out there taking a shit, and there's honest to God, six inches of water because we geniuses we are set the shitter tent up in a low spot, <laughs> so all the water's running in. Like, you know, if you're not wearing swampers, like everything's wet because you got to drop. You know, usually you're wearing hunting bibs. So what do you do with these hunting bibs? You just sit them in the the water. Like worst experience of my life. 
<laughs> but Terrible. it was it was still fun though. Like we, Dude, uh, you didn't shit in there unless you had to shit. Yeah, like you held it. So it, that year, opening day, Ryan shot a doe. He yeah. shot a doe, and we were hunting. This was Provo Lane, so we can kind of roll two stories into one here. But Provo Lane is this uh, this one particular like lane that's it's off a of US two on the southern end of uh, or down by the like the Stonington Peninsula area of Delta County, and. Um, we were hunting down this particular area that we had found uh, that was Hiawatha National Forest. It was federal forest down there. And uh, so we were hunting this area. We knew the area pretty well. We had hunted it that year prior in that super cold year. And uh, But anyway, we, we had everything set up in the same spots that we were normally, that we had become accustomed to. And uh, Ryan busts this doe opening day. So opening day, you know, right at light. Boom, I hear the shot a couple of hundred yards from me. I I don't even think we had cell service back there because it was so remote. But either way, I knew it was him that shot. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to get up. And I got up and I went down there and sure enough, he had shot this doe. So we drag it off the side of the lane or side of the, the little two track down there and we got it out and we drug that thing and we drug it. Man, what was that? Maybe a mile. It, it had, to, it had mile. to have been a mile. Like it took... Forever, we had to cross a creek. Like, I, why we're hunting so so damn far? <laughs> we were back, was, there, and man. you were way past me. Like, just yeah, it was stupid. You were a mile. I was at least a mile and a half or two yeah. miles back. And and so I heard his shot. I get up and I start moving. This is a little early in the morning on opening day, and so I we we got this deer out. We drag it back, and we're like. Like you said, we had to cross a creek with it. We had to do like we drug this thing for a mile or more, and it was a good. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a big doe. It was remnants of the story that Jason told when I nearly died on the ice, like my asthma. Yeah, and this is really before like I would had done anything for my asthma. Like I always kind of knew, like as a kid, I had asthma, but I never went to the doctor. I was that idiot, so I didn't have an inhaler. Um, didn't take any medication for it. Like I just, uh, either ride or die, you know? <laughs> so we, we, we wrestle this deer all the way back and we're taking turns. We're, we're taking turns pulling or we're both helping pulling and we're dragging this deer back. We get it back to the truck. As soon as we get back to the truck, like, I don't even think we had dropped the tailgate on the truck to load this deer yet. And we get a call. So all of a sudden we have cell phone service and we get a call from my dad and said, hey, I just shot a deer. And my dad at this point is like, I don't know, shit, what was he, 60, 60, 65 years old? And so we're like, you know, like if he shoots a deer, I'm not expecting him to drag it out of the woods. So like, shit. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm excited that he just shot a deer. But at the same time, I'm like, God damn it. Like, now we got to go mess with a deer on the other side, you know, on the other side of this peninsula. So we we load that deer up. We drive back. And luckily, he's not hunting that far back behind, uh, you know, our camp where where the shitter tent's at and the pop-up, you know, the pop-up or uh, pop-up uh, campers that we walk back there. And sure enough, he shot a little like six-point or four-point back there or something like that. And uh, so we got that thing out, dragged that thing out. We had two deer hanging. And, you know, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, and we've got two deer hanging. So it was a good day. That was the last thing we wanted to do after dragging that deer out <laughs> oh, was go man, drag another we so, deer out. We were smoked, dude. We were done. Oh, my God. But it was good, though. Did we even hunt that night? I don't even know. I think we probably just celebrated and called it a day. I don't, I don't remember. But it, 
I remember it rained the so, whole time. Like when I, when the only reason I shot that doe to tell that real quick, cause the story's already running long. Um, the only reason I even got a shot at that doe, I was sitting in my blind and it stopped raining for a minute. And I was like, I want to look at something different. So I got out and before I had set up that blind, I found a, a really nice pine tree that I had just hacked off a bunch of limbs and I already had a bucket sitting there. And I was like, cause it had a whole different angle of this big lane that I was looking down. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go sit on that bucket. It's not raining for once. Let me go get some scenery, you know, get the hell out of this blind. And I bet I was sitting in that thing for like 15 minutes and sure as shit, these like, I think it was like two or three does came walking. I, I, I probably wouldn't have even gotten a shot if I was sitting in the blind, the, the way they came around, I would, I probably wouldn't have even seen them. And, uh, that was a, that might be my biggest accomplishment. I free handed a hundred yard shot and dropped that doe. Yeah. It was, it was a good shot. Yeah. yeah. Like, but. So out of out of that trip, like you know, and, and we hunted, we hunted a bunch of different places that year, and and not not just on Provo Lane, but we we hunted some different areas and scouted some different areas and stuff like that. It was always an adventure every time we went up there. We would always bus brush and get back in some crazy areas, and it, that's what we enjoy about the UP is just like the remoteness of it and being able to like yeah. find all these different areas. But we, we have this knack for having the most fucked up deer camps. We you really know, do. No like, matter no matter what it is, you could you could give me a uh, you could give me a mansion, a mansion with all the running shit in it. The next year, nothing's going to work. Yeah, all, we'll, we'll clog all the toilets. We'll clog all the we'll, toilets. The power we'll, won't work anymore, yeah. and yeah. we're back to square one. And we're living yeah. in the garage. I envy the people who have like a deer <laughs> camp where you have running water, electricity, yeah. a quality heat source. Like. That there's really something to be said, and we'll go in detail on this when we get into. We're not going to talk the Jabberwock today because that's going to be a podcast. When it's, <laughs> the Jabberwock, yeah, the Jabberwock is our current um, deer camp uh, setup. If we end up going there this year, yeah, um, and it's it's a bigger shit show than anything you just heard. <laughs> so, um, it's it's a lot of the same bullshit, but it's it's a uh, a lot of yeah, a lot of the same stuff. So. I want to talk real quick about so that particular trip, the very end of it, we had you know lived through all that, and it rained. It rained every single day, all day, and like we just got swamped that whole week of hunting up there. But either way, it was like the last day. We had like the awning and stuff up, and we had just gotten we got back from hunting, and we knew that like all right, this is the last day. That was the last hunt. We're going to be going back in the morning, and we're like, I think at this point, like. Uh, Guido and dad were sleeping or something like that. So we were like, and we were cooking dinner. No, maybe they were still awake. They were inside the camper though. Like we we're outside the camper and we we're like, we had to make dinner and we we're like, what are we going to make? And we had a bunch of shit left over, just stuff that you, we hadn't cooked yet. And we were like, all right, let's just throw some shit together, you know? So we had venison steaks. So we took these venison steaks and we cubed them up. We just cubed it up into a bunch of bunch of chunked, you know, I think they were round steaks or something like that. So we just chunked them up, threw them into a skillet. And then we had a pound of bacon. So we chopped up that bacon into small pieces and stuff like that, threw that in there. We had an onion leftover. So we cooked that onion up, threw that in there. We had a bunch of like... I think we were like marinating the steaks or something like that in uh, Italian dressing. In Italian dressing, so we we just start dump we dump this Italian dressing over everything, and in some 
some other, you know, some hot sauce, some other shit. We threw it all into this big hodgepodge into like into a, a skillet, an electric skillet. And we just sat there and we're listening to Hank Williams Sr., Jr. And uh, sat there and cooked this shit down. You know, for a matter of, I don't know, maybe it took us an hour, but we uh, we cooked this stuff up and drank a, a bunch of beers. And we're like half drunk making this meal. And we're like, hey, you know, fuck it. We, you know, this is, we got to cook all this food. Why not? Let's eat it. So we, we served this stuff up. Best shit we've ever eaten. We've, we have duplicated that recipe for, yeah. since that time, probably 10 years. Did we ever make that for you, Jason? No. Oh my no. God. So it's a staple. Good, like every trip, uh, whether it's our fishing trips or we made it when we went up to Tequamanon. And uh, <clears throat> I remember Mark telling me he loved it. I've, and I've, it was just the most hodgepodge shit thrown together, like just because we were hungry and didn't want to take shit home. And yeah, I've, so. I've made it for my wife and kids and they love it. Yeah. It's a good I mean, meal. It's, it's easy so as shit. Good. And it's, it's for me, venison steaks have always been tough. Um, I've yet to really find a good way of cooking them to where they're not tough. Like tenderloin backstraps are obviously are good, but when you're talking like a round steak, like they're generally going to be pretty tough, especially if you're grilling them or something. But this way, oh man, they're good. So, Dude, awesome. so that's, um, I mean, there's a lot of other UP stories, but that's kind of our UP camp in a nutshell. Um, a lot of, oh man, just a lot of shit that went wrong. Like just a mess up setup. Like, I remember Brian's first year up there was the year that we clogged the, the. The fuck was that? Shit's happening. God, your ceiling caving in. It's caving in, yeah. Um, it's a raccoon. But, no shit. It's a um, raccoon. A raccoon. A raccoon. Rocky, Rocky raccoon. <laughs> What's that song? Rocky raccoon. Isn't that a song? No, I think it's a song. <laughs> Google it. Um, but Brian's first year up there was the year of the clogged uh, pipes. And I was like, eh, this is what it is, man. <laughs> You're like, hey, come up he, to this come up to this deer camp. It's awesome. And he, then he, he gets was, there and like nothing works. <laughs> yeah. He was a trooper through it. He was. So so that's our uh, our UP. We'll have lots of other UP stories as we, we go through our, our terrible stories. But if you think your your deer camp's bad, ain't nothing to us compared to us. It we're, we're yeah, it's bad. Jason, what do you got? Um, I'll just Can you top that? Touch on, no, no, I can't top that, and I won't try. Um, our deer camp has gone through several iterations. Um, piece of property up in the Thumb near Port Austin that we've been hunting for quite some time. Uh, a friend of my dad owns it. And it started out as – it was actually his mother-in-law's. There was an old farmhouse on there. Um, so that was nice because, you know, everyone had their own bedroom, the running water – the heat was actually a wood stove. So when it was cold, you didn't want to be the first person to show up because you were in charge of getting the wood stove started. And it was pretty chilly, but get that thing roaring and it would warm right up. Uh, but like you said, electricity, full kitchen, the whole nine yards, but it was still, it was an old farmhouse. So we stayed in that for a few years. And then the guy and his wife were going to retire and live up there. So one, one year, when he started tearing into that thing, he had a, uh, a trailer, a camper that he had parked there and was staying in when he was doing his work. And he let us hunt and stay in that camper. Um, at that point, we started using the outhouse and we've been using the outhouse ever since. Uh, so like you said, the, the cold nights of 
going out there to take care of business, it does not last long. And nope. you are back. You are back trying to warm up as fast as you, you can. You're not swiping left on your phone when <laughs> no, going no. through TikTok while you're... You're, you're you're taking your phone so that you have a light to get to and from the outhouse. <laughs> yeah, there's something yes. to be said about that kind of experience, though. Like like having to having to shit somewhere like that. It, it's a big deal. Like, where are you shitting and? Do you have running water and electricity? And like, if you don't have these things, like, how are you getting them? I can live without like, without running water. I guess if you have like a good, we've done that. Yeah, we've done that for to, years. Yeah. So. Um. So we we actually stayed. The guy had a little wood shop for several years that we would pack little army cots in and stay in that, and that had a uh, a wood stove in it as well. But what would happen is we'd be sitting out there in the evening. Um, like around gun season, when it's a little bit colder, we'd be sitting out there in the evening and he'd be stoking the fire, stoking the fire, stoking the fire, and then go in and it would be like 85 degrees in this little thing. And we're trying to go to bed and we are dying. Oh yeah. Sweat. Yeah. Like open the door and just let the heat go out. So we stayed in that for a while. And then, um, after he had retired and lived up there for several years, he got more and more kind of like woodworking hobbies side jobs and stuff and so it was a little bit too much of inconvenience to always break down the wood shop so that the guys could come up and hunt so we actually ended up getting a pop-up and uh consistent heat was always an issue when it was cold out yep. we would run buddy heaters and this and that and oh that's safe one year yeah that's safe <laughs> well, there was there was enough there was enough holes that we had good ventilation yeah that's, um, i guess that's true with the pop-up <laughs> i uh, i can remember one year and i mean it wasn't like we only went up during early bow season because we had a pop-up no we were up there for bow and gun and muzzleloader and late antlerless the whole nine yards but i can remember one year i think it was the last year we had the pop-up uh i had my sleeping bag laid out stayed there for a couple of days during muzzleloader season we hunted i don't know if we got a deer or not and i went to roll up my sleeping bag and in the corner of the uh where i was laying on the end of the pop-up the condensation from the heaters was dripping down the side of the like soft canvas wall (laughs) and then it was laying there with my sleeping bag in it and then the cold my sleeping bag was literally frozen to the (laughs) pop-up camper (laughs) and so i had to like chisel it out of the ice and roll it up and take it home and that was the last year we said no more pop-up camper this is the last time we put this thing away well that was the other part so a pop-up you don't want to put it away wet Yep. But with the with the propane heat, you had condensation. So we often would have to leave it up and try to play the weather. And then my dad would take a special trip up there and fold it all in. But the thing was old, and it was like a three-man job to get it set up because the door to go in, you had to, like, reef on the ceiling or the roof. One guy would get the door in the right spot, and the other guy had a crowbar to get it pushed into the right area. Jeez. And we had to, like, jam it in. So. We, we ended that. We found a different, another old camper, but a, a, a different camper. Um, it was nice with that because you went up there and you opened the door and you walked in yep. and it was set up, you know. Yep. But that had, we went through a couple iterations with heaters in that thing because the first year we had it um, up there, you know, bow season, it wasn't too bad. And then it got to gun season and we ran the heater a little bit more and it, and it worked fine. 
and then the bearing went out in the fan and so we're trying to go to bed and every time the thing would kick on it sounded like an airplane landing <laughs> and uh it took us it took us a whole season to realize well you can unplug the fan and just have the heat like radiate off of it so we went a whole season of trying to fall asleep with this thing kicking on every 15 minutes like <laughs> rattling <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then actually dad found another heater on Craigslist and uh, the guy helped us hook it up. I mean, we feel like we're spoiled now. We walk in, we open the door, we click the little heat uh, thermostat over. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's by the time you, you know, you're loading your stuff and the heat kicks on, it's like walking into the cabin, right? You just turn the thermostat up. So you guys still have that camper? Um, That one we still do have. Yeah, I think we got that probably, let's see. We've had that camper probably for six years or so. It, it's not roadworthy. Like, it's not moving. But it's <laughs> where it's at is, is good. It's good where it's yeah, at. Yeah, never moving. Yeah. There's, I mean, those stories suck. Like, when they're happening, you're miserable, right? Like, you just, oh, my God, I want to be anywhere but here right now. But then looking back, you're like, eh, it sucked. But, like, you've got some great stories to tell from that. You've oh, got yeah. some great memories to tell from it that. It wasn't like, so bad. Like, even yeah. uh, our years of the UP, like, again, at the time, we're like, oh, my God, this place sucks. Like, we're never doing the pop-up camper again. Well, we've talked about doing yeah. it again. We've talked about doing it this yeah. year, you know. Um, yeah. Well, not with a pop-up, but with our bigger campers. But, I mean, we've talked about doing that exact same thing. And uh, even though they suck, like, you just have such good memories. There's something, to, man, something about deer camp. Deer camp's the best time. Yeah. If you're from well, Michigan thing, like, and you're a hunter, like, you understand what for, I'm talking about. For us, there's something about crossing the bridge. Yeah. Like, crossing the bridge for opening day is just a... I don't know. There's there's something about it. We've said it for years. Well, we, we did s- it as a, as from, you know, well, shit, like you said, you started going up when you were probably... 12, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started going up when I was 14. So my first years at gun hunting, I was in the UP, and I did it up until, what was that, four years ago maybe when we stopped? Yeah. Five four, years ago five, maybe? Five years ago, yeah. So, I mean, shit, we did it for a long time. Like, that's by, by memories of opening day of gun season... Are up there, yeah. So I associate gun season and opening day with the Mackinac Bridge, crossing that bridge, and and the hunting in the UP is is not what it once was. No, it's not good at all. It's it's not at all. But it's not what deer camp's about. We'll do a whole podcast about deer camp. We'll probably do multiple. Yeah, that's never really been what deer camp is all about. But the like the area that we hunt in the UP is. Like the southern end of, you know, US 2, south of US 2 is kind of like our main area. And near the Escanaba area, that's that's kind of our area. But yeah. and, and so, like, being able to, like, cut across US 2, crossing the bridge and then cutting across US 2 and kind of following the, the Lake Michigan um, lakeshore as you're going to deer camp is it's it's just a nostalgic we're, thing man it's we're, weird. we're big into traditions if you haven't been able to tell from the tw- the previous 19 episodes like i do the same shit on the same trips every single year you know you talk about the winya trip we we stop at frank's we stop at the lookout we I, you know we have a beer at this spot we have a beer as soon as we get there we listen to fred bear as we're driving in like deer camp's the same thing we have the same traditions we do the same stuff like that's just big to us that's how we are. Yeah. It's like, we take a snort after every fish, or we take a snort at the beginning of it. 
the beginning, beginning or halfway in, into a podcast. So. Like we'll we'll throw we throw a beer in the a beer or two in the uh, in the backpack when we go on the evening hunting trip, or even in the morning trip. Well, if we're hunting during during opening day, well, I always we'll, have a beer in my. Backpack. There's always a beer in the backpack, a cold beer in the backpack. Be, that's a celebratory beer. It's like a snort after you catch a fish. Like if you shoot a deer. We're gonna stop. We're gonna have a beer first, and then we're gonna then we're gonna mess with the deer. It might be nine o'clock in the morning. It might be nine o'clock in the morning. I don't give a shit. It could be seven o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna crack that beer, and we're gonna we're gonna get it going that early. Like, is you sound like is. alcoholics. I, it, it, well, maybe, but <laughs> no, alcoholics go to meetings. We're, right, we're drunks. Yeah. I refuse. <laughs> Straight up drunks. Oh, yeah, man, I can't wait to get into UP stories. We keep talking about the UP, like, and just talking about the UP right now has got me wanting to go. We to have the talked UP about going back to the UP for a couple of years now. Like, we were kind of leaning towards going back to our Onaway camp this year. Well, we'll see. I, yeah, we'll I don't see. know. I don't know. Jason, was there more to that story? Did we completely Sorry, derail man. it? We derail it. That's um, what we do. No, like I said, uh, when you guys are talking about going to deer camp, like there was the pop-up that my sleeping bag froze to. It didn't make me, I'm, okay. That was the last straw. Like we did change plans after that, but there's always the that, last was, straw where you're like, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. But leading up to that, it was, what am I going to do? Not go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to go and yep. we're going to run through propane. Like it's going out of style and crank the buddy heater and huddle yep. in your sleeping bag and, have yep. summer sausage and cheese. And, oh, man. Yep. Stink up that camper with farts. Oh, yeah. The one yeah, thing that we don't have but we right always there. laugh about is uh, we reflect on, like, just hearing other hunting stories from back in the day. But the one thing that we've laughed about is I can't imagine being in a camper like that and smoking cigarettes <laughs> and what it must <laughs> what yeah. it must be like. Like, the air would be so thick that uh-huh. you – Dude, I remember oh, deer clothes, camps. Your clothes just smelling. Oh man! I remember deer camps back when I was young, and you're sitting around the table, and I probably got pictures of it. And, I, and back then, I used to smoke cigars too. But back when we were in that cabin, you'd get eight, nine guys sitting around that cabin, either playing cards or shooting the shit, listening to music, and they're all smoking cigarettes or smoking cigars. It is a haze. Yeah. Can't imagine why I have that. Everybody, everybody drinking whiskey or beer and like just oh. uh, just a mess. Oh yeah, but the, the the cigarette smoke though would just be like a cloud right above the table, and you're like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> but yeah. back that's, then, back then, you didn't really think like, no. oh man, are my hunting clothes gonna are gonna are my hunting clothes gonna no. smell bad? You didn't think about that stuff. You're that just like, that yeah, is something. Is. Going Whatever. back to like, um, you know. Uh, last episode when we talked about like whether you like bow season or gun season better that is an advantage of gun season you don't have to worry about yeah. scent control nearly no. as much depending on the area you're hunting but like you know because again if you see a deer you can you can shoot it generally right but we, bow hunting you got to get them close like scent control's got to be a thing and back then yeah in those days covered in smoke smell i didn't have scent control bags and shit and my for all my hunting clothes like i'm usually wearing my hunting clothes sitting around the the table farting in it you know spilling beer on it smoking cigars and then i just take it off and i go to bed put it back on in the morning like go sit in the woods and you can just smell yourself like so in re- in recent years like most of our trips have been like most of our trips have been like 
we're going to bow hunt for like three days and then gun hunt for like two days. And it, it, you know, so we highly gear ourselves towards the bow hunt and, you know, and then we might gun hunt for a couple of days and that's it. And then we wrap it up when we come home. And I've, I've been telling Ryan this for the last couple of years, like pretty steady. Like I, I want to go up just for a gun, a solid week of mm-hmm. of deer camp of gun deer camp i'm not a big gun, a gun hunter I, we've already discussed this in other podcasts but I, i'm i primarily i love to bull hunt but i want to do deer camp for a full week like i, I think that I think that's the, something the, that we the need whole, to do the second week of deer camp like jason you I'd know, love, you know love, that song right i wish i oh, would yeah. how badass would it be to go up and spend two weeks at deer camp. I wish I could take the full, oh. like, it's basically the rifle season in Michigan is, is about two weeks, right? Yeah. Or just a 15 days, yep. And I would love to take the whole thing and do the whole thing. Eventually I will. Hey, this, I'll, is, I'll this is the from, year of not talking shit, right? I'll retire from the Army one day, and then uh, <laughs> I, I will spend my full, my full two weeks in yep. the woods trying to deer hunt, but... I just think it'd be cool because, you know, if it's rainy and shitty and you wake up and you're hungover as shit, like, yeah, not going out today. I definitely did that last year. (laughs) (laughs) You do that every year. If I don't get out of bed, you don't get out of bed. You know what's funny about that? That's kind of another story in itself. He'll lay in in his cot until I move. And if I don't, he will just sleep. Yeah, well, we were at deer camp last year and, and like, I don't know what we did, but we, I I think we were, it was just a, it was a bow trip. It was a it was a bull trip because we didn't we gun hunted down here, but either way, like last year we we went up on an early bow trip and um, there was one particular day like we I don't know we stayed up late that night and we hooped it up around the fire and shit like that and uh, we woke up that morning and he's like you ready to go and I'm like fuck that you know just like rolling over my sleep bag like I'm just not having it today yeah. and I had a had a trail cam at a trail cam on a prominent trail, like right in front of my stand. And I was like, no, I'm good, man. I'm, I'm go ahead. You know? So he went out, so he went out and he's in the tree stand and I'm laying in bed. I'm laying on my cot. And, uh, I, I, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. You know, I get this notification on my phone of movement on my deer cam or on my trail, on my stealth cam. I look it up, and sure enough, there's like a, a little buck. Like, a, but I would have shot that son of a bitch. I sure as hell would have. <laughs> like, he was not like a huge buck, but I definitely would have shot him. And I was like, God damn it. Here I am laying yeah. in bed. You know, it, it never fails. Like, I, I could be in the tree stand. If I was in the tree stand, he wouldn't be there right now. I guarantee it. Yep. I wouldn't have sound, I would. I wouldn't have seen shit. But the fact that I was sitting there laying in camp, yeah, he, his ass was there. And I was freezing in a tree stand, and I still didn't see shit. So, yeah, that's what happens. That's a it's thing. A, it's a thing. Yeah. Man. So, um, I got two stories, and we already went an hour in. Oh, we already had an hour. <laughs> it's amazing how long like, these stories take. You think in your head, you're like, not that much shit happened. It's gonna, it won't take that long to tell that story. And then, like, yup, yup, here we go. Man. Hour into it. Um, so you, I think uh, something that would be cool to wrap this podcast up. So we're 20 in, right? Episode 20. So let's, uh, um, kind of rehash what our bold predictions are. 
Are we going to talk about the same ones? Or are we yeah, gonna... we're like, let's just, because uh, in case somebody's listening and they haven't listened to the first episode, because I'm sure there's a lot of people who have not listened to the first one that are just jumping in. Uh, I think it was episode one and two, one and two, I think we, two, I think it was two. I, I, I'm going to finish those this week, figure out exactly what episode it was. But uh, one or two, we, um, we all made bold predictions for this year. Um, on bold predictions, one for hunting, one for fishing, of something that we were going to accomplish. So mine started with I was going to put a deer on the wall based on my stories from last year of missing out on two beautiful bucks. I could have two deer hanging on the wall right now. You could have a thousand dollars sitting on the wall right now. I think it's more than that for a mount, isn't it? Like, I don't even know. That was 500. Jesus. Um, maybe I won't want to mount them. But just, yeah, I could have two beautiful bucks hanging on the wall, but I don't have any. So that's my bold prediction for hunting is that I'm going to put a deer on the wall. Might be a doe, might be a spike horn, might be a fucking unicorn. I don't know. It's going to be something on the wall. So that was my hunting one. Um, my fishing one was that, this is a stupid one. I was going to catch, um, and I, I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I don't, I'm don't. i either going to catch a fish or I'm going to catch a muskie on the suicide duck lure by Savage Gear. I'm pretty sure it was just a fish. I think it was just a fish. I believe so. All right, I think I probably said, like, I'm going to catch something on the duck. That's probably what I said. Um, I'll find that out this week. That's going to be my next bold prediction is that I'm going to figure this shit out. Exactly what I said. Um, but I'm going to catch a fish on the duck. No idea why I came that up or came up with that. I have no idea where that came from, how that conversation came in, came into play. Maybe, uh, maybe when I re-listen to the episode, I'll understand what the hell it was about. But so that's mine. I'm going to put a deer on the wall and I'm going to catch a fish on the suicide duck. You also are linked into someone else's bold prediction. Well, we gave Denise the bold prediction, but... That's not me. It's not my fault if I say, hey, let's go fishing, and she says no. So true, my wife, true. who hasn't been on this yet, but we're hoping to, to get her, her on here shortly, maybe do a wives podcast. Um, hers is that she's going to catch sturgeon this year. Catch or spear, because we primarily spear sturgeon during the Black Lake spearing season. Well, but I will spearing. You don't spear them, but you go spearing. We go spearing, yeah. We don't spear them. She misses them, and I'll get chastised for that. Um, <laughs> so her bold prediction is that she's going to get a, a surgeon this year. So, Jason, uh, what what are yours again? Yeah, my fishing one is to catch a legal muskie while casting. Um, so I legal have... depends on the on the body of water. That's true. That's true. I think we said. I think we said over 42. I don't remember if you even had a length on it. I'm pretty sure you said legal muskie. So, like, on St. Clair is going to be 42. But on... Okay. Some lakes are 50. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going there. On Hudson, it's going to be 50. Well, we know where Jason's fishing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that it was... was, I don't remember if I had a specific length or just legal. So... We're going to... We'll get all this and we're going to write it all down. Yeah, it was a um, casting muskie, though. I do remember that It was casting, part. not trolling. And then, no, and then, wait, wait a minute. So that means you can't catch yeah. one jigging? Right, it's Ca- casting. Okay, okay. 
Yeah. Casting, casting only. Isn't, ca- then, isn't jigging kind of like casting? Well, you. No, that's why it's called jigging instead of casting. Did you catch one jigging? It, or you yeah, lost one? Um, semantics at that point. I've, I've, I have hooked, retrieved, and brought a muskie to the net while jigging. Unfortunately, the net man missed his opportunity. Oh, call him out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, that was the fishing one. The hunting one was an awfully bold prediction, and it was a archery, uh, Michigan archery public land eight point. Public land. That's very specific. And then after I said that, you asked me, "Do you even hunt public land?" And I said, "No." <laughs> So I've got some work cut out. You, you really do. It sounds like you need to come up to the UP with us. Well, yeah, no, we uh, go up for gun season. So you go up for gun season. Yeah. Well, I guess you can still use have... archery gear during gun season, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think oh, it was. Man. I think I did say eight point. I don't think I just said buck. I think I said an eight point. So if you shoot a deer, know. if you shoot a deer during the firearm season with your bow, what do you have to tag it with? Well, the tags are not weapon-specific. You fill out which weapon you used on the tag. Like, there is not yeah, a, it's just a gun one, it's tag. One deer it's or just two deer. a it's a deer tag, and then you say, I used a gun or I used a bow. Like, you notch out the weapon you used. It yeah. used to be, you're right, it used to be a weapon-specific tag. Okay, yeah. yeah. But okay. anyway, so, uh, yeah, public Very specific one. Be, wow. So was, one, you you've got to get your ass into the, some public land somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, two, yeah. you've got to get your ass down here to do some musky fishing because you've That's you've right. done it once, and that right. was uh, kind of a piss poor attempt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an attempt. It was an attempt. It was uh, more of an exploratory trip, but uh, that's yeah. not going to put a, a musk casting musky in. in the yeah, boat, I so. should have said a bold prediction like I'm going to go golf 18 holes. I'm going to I'm going to fish for musky twice this year. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> and we all know what Bob's is, but Bob, what's yours? <laughs> it's a 150 inch buck and a 50 inch musky. <laughs> Wait, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> I, I let, said let me, let me turn you up. I said Hold it, on. and that's all I have to say about that. So, so Bob's is he's gonna. Um, well, we said it earlier, but he's gonna catch. He's going to put a muskie on the wall, and then Jason asked him what his criteria was to put a muskie on the wall, and he said fifty inches. So that means he's gonna put a fifty-inch muskie on the wall, and then that would be sweet. Wouldn't that be awesome? Have like a 50 somewhere. You know what? I told Denise it's happening, and she's like, "Where am I going to put it?" And I'm like, "It don't matter. I don't give a fuck." Bob, (laughs) you don't have to. uh, You don't have to catch it. You should just go to a garage sale. Some guy's old lady. (laughs) I'm going to put a 50 inch musky on the wall. I can just send some some shit. Yeah, garage sale musky, dusty thing, and put it on the wall. That's perfect. Okay, find that garage sale though. What kind of garage sales you got up in Midland? Like, They're selling musky mounts. I want to go to those well, garage sales. Yeah. So then his other one is that he's going to shoot a 150-inch buck. Yeah. Well, like an idiot. I said <laughs> some stuff like that, but yeah. That's what, yeah so, he, that's what happens when he drinks 13 beers. Yeah. So, I yeah. I And like I said, it's, it's not it, – it's a bold prediction for sure. 
But at the same time, I've got pictures of these things. But what's funny I, is when we first said them, we I didn't call them, them bold predictions. We called them guarantees. Not we a guarantee we're going to do this. That's he guaranteed a, he's going to catch the that word, the musky. I guaranteed I was going to put a buck on the wall. That word's stupid, and I don't know why we said yeah, that. Well, then like, I think like, then well, we turned well, that was in episode prediction. one, and then we in the second episode we're like, uh, maybe we should change it to a bold prediction instead of a guarantee so much. <laughs> So then, um, just to quickly recap, so uh, we came up with this wonderful idea that if we don't succeed on both of these challenges, what are we going to do, Jason? We are going to uh, <clears throat> we're going to take part in a polar plunge up at the cabin. Yep. So up at the cabin. When, when did when did this come about? I, I haven't heard this at all. We, we had some we, ideas thrown around. No, we talked about this. Is this, this like like A B conversations? No, and I had you to were, see my way out of it. Was on a podcast. It was when Jason was down. It was when I think that was the, the I, I, shooting there one. Was some, there was some talk about some different things, and I know I know Jimmy. I'm pretty sure Jimmy's been losing his mind about how how are we going to like ante up, but. Yeah, but I th- it was a few episodes ago, but we were all here. Jimmy was here. Um, I'm pretty I'll, sure it was one that Jason was here. Do you remember, Jason? Can I pull her plunge now? <laughs> Just change your It's a little warmer right now. But <laughs> no, it's going to be like know. in January. Yeah. We'll have to make sure that we somehow arrange for some first aid, first responders to be close by. Um well, we hit, should go hit, up to Tip Up Town. They do that. Hit, they do it up at yeah. Tip Up. His, his tip wife's up Town a nurse. Um, my sister-in-law's a nurse. We'll get one of them up there to okay. to to be available when we die. So, <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna go up to the cabin, cut a hole in the ice, and we're anybody who hasn't completed their challenges is going to do the polar bear. Plunge. Yeah, I even what? It, well, okay, so there's the there's cabin. two challenges. You have. What to, if you don't complete one? You still do the polar bear plunge. You have Jesus. to complete both of them. Well, so so our next year's our next year's predictions or guarantees. I had are, another idea. Are, are going to be lame as fuck because we're going to realize we're not as good that, as we think we are. I had an idea that I was going to present to you guys. So. I like the polar bear plunge. I think that would just be a fun thing to do. Um, I hope to God I don't do it. I'm going to throw the fuck out of the suicide duck, but, hey, it is what it is. But the other thing I thought about is if – so maybe the polar bear, polar bear plunge is if you don't meet one of them. But then if you don't meet both of them, you have to do the plunge and you have to do that packy hot chip challenge where you have to eat the, oh, the chip geez. that's wrapped in, like, tin foil. The hottest chip on earth. How about I just do that? <laughs> well, I I'll think, just do that. I think you have to do both if, do you, if you don't meet either prediction. The uh, the hot, spicy stuff scares me more than cardiac arrest jumping into a cold lake. Yeah. You guys don't like it? I like it. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm, I'm cool with whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Well, let's think about I it. Start, I better start scouting some public land. You better get on Onyx. And start checking out some public land, or call the the hunting public. Help me! Yeah. Come come January first when we do our new bold predictions. Like, uh, let's do that at the beginning of a podcast. That way, I'm not like six beers in and think I'm He Man well, and can kill it's a, it's a, a good, 150 inch buck. It's a good thing that we recorded and we have proof of all of it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, good stuff. That was uh, that's gonna be fun. Uh, whoever's doing the polar bear plunge, I feel like if I was a betting man, it's gonna be Bobby and Jimmy for sure. What? 
or doing the plunge. <laughs> I don't know. You you could very easily tie into a fifty inch musky. I could very easily shoot a hundred fifty inch buck too. That that's going to be challenging. Very <laughs> if, easily. If that thing is only like hundred and forty something. And ha- have you ever seen me hunt? Yes, I hunt like a motherfucker. And it took you that long to shoot one hundred and forty. Yeah, but I did. <laughs> Now you gotta do a one fifty in a year. I bet. I bet like hell. Our our bull predictions for next year are going to be vastly different. (laughs) Not nearly as extreme. So the bull prediction. So what this means? The podcast will make it twenty episodes. (laughs) What's what this means is that I need to fish more, and I got a lot of time to do it. And I need to hunt more, and I got a lot of time to do it. So it is only July. All right, all right. I'll you eat got, it. I'll eat it. You what? got what? You got five months. He think he just he put me in the same category as Jimmy when it came to accomplishing my my mission. Yours here. are the most challenging for sure. My, my I just don't most... think Jimmy's gonna gonna. I don't remember his are his. What are his catching? One is shooting a crossbow on like public land or something like that. Killing a deer with it. Killing a deer with a crossbow on public land or something. No, it wasn't even on public land. While standing in private land or something. I think it was like literally killing a deer. (laughs) Guy says his bold prediction was shooting a crossbow on public land. Like I can do anybody can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure it was like just killing a deer with his crossbow or something like that. I think it was killing a deer with his crossbow. And then I don't know what his fishing was. It was catching a muskie, I think. Wasn't it just I think it was catching I think it was catching a muskie. Because he's putting it on us to get him on the on the water. Which we we did. We did we will I put him on muskie water. It's on him. Yeah. Well either way like we all have a possibility of accomplishing our goals, we just need so, it's on us know. to get out there and get it done. Catching like, one on the suicide duck is sitting is, here is talking be. about this shit ain't gonna get anything done. So <laughs> it will, think, it will when uh, it's night night time. So Ryan says that's all I got. I'm out of here. On public land while standing on private land. <laughs> while standing on private land, but also on public land, and also shooting. But, but your also, crossbow. but also using an AR-15. But while not, but at the same time, not using an AR-15. I'm. Oh man. So how do we always get like slap happy at the end? Of while you guys are sitting here talking about this shit, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get out there and go do some musky fishing and some deer hunting. He's <laughs> so fired up right now. <laughs> that's it. Like uh, I, I got I got go some tonight. shit to do. That is what this because whole thing is about, though, is motivating us to. Otherwise, we sit around for a month and don't go musky fishing. I could yet. give two shits about the the polar bear plunge or any of the like the the bad shit. It's more or less. He put me in the same category oh, as Jesus. Jimmy on this shit, and and I'm gonna make it happen. Like, I, yeah, all right, buddy. You just pick the most challenging. All right, that's all. Buddy. That's all it is. Yeah, for sure. Well, you you need to do something simple like Jason. Like, I'm gonna catch a muskie. <laughs> well, like I said, our, our, our predictions gonna are gonna be dope. Our our, <laughs> our predictions are gonna be lame as fuck next year. They're gonna be like. They're going to be like, uh, I'm going to catch a largemouth well, bass. Mine are, and mine are going to I'm elevate. going to shoot a deer. Mine's going to be 151 inch next year. Oh. Zing. All right, boys. That's been fun. Um, two stories turned into an hour and a half, and um, we have lots more. Finally, getting into some hunting topics. Um, I keep saying we're going to talk about camping, but like, just hunting's on the mind right now. I don't know why. Like, 
Well, I'm already thinking hunting. Next po- next podcast will be will be up at Clear yep. Lake. Hopefully, we'll be we'll be doing this from Clear Lake up in Atlanta, Michigan, and we'll be doing it from the one of the campers, and we'll have the wives on there. Hopefully, we'll see. Hopefully, we can if, uh, if they we can talk them into it. We'll see. We might have. It might just anybody. be me and him, and we got like nine days to sit around, drink beer, do nothing, and yeah. play cornhole. We're gonna try to record something. And then what? It'll be the week after that. I'll be up with you, Jason. We'll get some yep. some some fishing content on that. And then I think the week after that, we're back up camping. Well, I don't know if you're going to be there, but we'll see. We'll be up camping again, and then we get into Labor Day, and then it's back to summer's over. But then it's hunting season, Woo-hoo! and it's fall musky, so right around the corner. So good stuff. All right, Dan. Jason, final comments. Final comments. It's been good. It's late. I got some packing to do because yeah. I got to be up early. Yeah, we kept you a little later than you wanted, but you had That's to expect okay. it. You had oh, to yeah. expect it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get started early. We'll get her done early. Okay. We, we did better tonight, I think, than, you know. Well, we got two we don't, podcasts done. We don't have any three-hour We don't have any three-hour podcasts like last time. God, by then, by Bob, Bob can't even get out of his chair. Um, I can do whatever I want to do. All right. <laughs> All right. Say your ending line, Bob. Um, be rooting, be tooting. <laughs> <laughs> but goddamn, don't be Putin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. was good. I don't mind that. Hey, fuck it. <laughs> oh man, if we could say think of one about Biden, I would. I would support that. Yeah. Mm. Be uh, riding. Don't be sliding. <laughs> Most of all, don't be Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. That's, that's, uh, you're upsetting the liberals. That's it. That's all I got. You know, <laughs> if you're liberal, don't listen to this shit. Go away. <laughs> Definitely don't listen to this don't shit. Don't listen to this shit. Find somewhere else to yeah. do. And as always, get outdoors and don't be terrible. <laughs>